I'm definitely repeating myself here. Like, Kyle, if you want, I'm definitely repeating myself. But, so Roger Deakins says... (laughs) (laughs) Is this last episode or every episode? In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like slight kicks, Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. If I go like to a girl's house and then there's like... Hi, friend. I'll stop you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a section we can have in. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. Welcome to Semi-Professionals and the B-side of our Chinese New Year podcast. Last week, we had a buffet of easy westernized pickings. Sweet and sour pork, chicken chow mein, Italian directors, Kung Pao chicken, English speaking actors. And last week we picked apart the completely Western import Chinese film about China, The Last Emperor. This week we flipped over to the back of the menu. No English translations, we're into the real shit. Wandering down the hutongs of Peking, eating offensive meats, we're cooking with Sichuan peppercorns. Lao gan ma! We're having dishes like chow chow ro and mo ma podolf. This film is full-blooded Chinese picture. In this podcast, we are no strangers to bodgery and making something from nothing, aka this podcast. Proverbially put together with random disjointed sheets of very rough corrugated video projects, promos, music videos, some film fanboying. This film has that same spirit. Even though this film is from the back alleys though, the director is a heavyweight name in Chinese cinema. This is an early film of his, Happy Times. Directed by Zhang Yimou, starring Zhao, Ben Shan, and Dong Jie. Written by Gua Zi. Apologies for the somewhat dodgy pronunciations. Cinematography by Hu Yong. Loosely based on a short story by Mo Yan. This is released on December 31st, 2000 in China. And the logline is, I had to write this myself because it's was so difficult to find there wasn't actually a proper logline on IMDb it was just a rambling synopsis so my best attempt is Zhao is a poor aging bachelor who promises to give his new girlfriend the wedding of her dreams he can't afford to keep up appearances under the guise of a general manager of a large, large hotel he agrees to keep to find his demanding girlfriend's unwanted blind stepdaughter a job with the help of a few charitable friends he brings, a, he brings to life an elaborate fake hotel massage parlour for her to work in, but the pair find in each other a tender kinship that transcends their arrangement and tragic situations. So. Beautiful. That was far uh, too professional. The log <laughs> line. Don't worry, it's going to... We're not supposed go, to be applying our own actual here. abilities to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Apologies. There'll be some racism coming up. So, uh, Jack, what was your first impression? No, 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 watch? wait. We need to do... Can we please do budget oh, and box office? Fucking budget. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've broken no, the mystic already. So, is, is, there's no way of... Can we actually find it? Yeah, I've Let's go. Really? Surely, surely it's on there. Guess I've okay. Is it... In, in, do you want it in yen or in... Um, British sterling well, pounds? I've known you for that, mate. Just normal, just normal American dollars. <laughs> 
It's I called think, the International I think Movie I, Database. I think I saw something. I, think it's very I, might know the, I might know the most translation for um, 2000, early 2000s. Let's go. Um, Budget. I, I'm going to start with uh, dollars. If we say in dollars. Yeah, we are. Gonna, you, know, you know what? We are. Uh, and I'm going to go Ren real did. low. And I'm going to say $500,000. Oh, big shout. Jacko, say uh, $150,000. I'm going to say... That's low. Whoa, what? I'm going to say... Giving it away. $980 million. Million yen. Yen, it's it's going in yen. And the most expensive film ever yeah. made is... <laughs> Happy <laughs> Times from 2000 in China. 980,000. 980,000. This film was, uh, you underestimated. It is 1.9. Hang on. <laughs> Billion. Oh, this is going to be. <laughs> he's, no, he's 1.9 million. I didn't know how to read that number for some reason. <laughs> One point, is that how you say it? 1.9 million? Yeah, 1.9. 1 million, yeah, 900,000. Or 1 to 2. 1 point, yeah. I just don't see it in that million. format generally, but yeah, one point nine million. So, so what? Much more expensive. Now let's get to the to the box office. What do we think it made? <laughs> was it only distributed in mainland China? Uh, no, it's got, it's got it's, it. had it's a, got a bloody Terry home te Tessa home. Malik putting it out there. So. <laughs> Terry, that's right. Yeah, uh, let's go three million. 2000s i'm guessing i'm guessing I'm, I'm just you know thinking right now mate china in 2000 everybody's like this is economies going up everybody wants to go to the movies to the <laughs> you know you want to have a happy watch time a, yeah watch happy times i'm gonna say this movie made um um uh, 12 million dollars mm, i'm gonna say four it dollars, three hundred and sixty-one thousand gross worldwide. Hey. Ooh, worldwide is that opening weekend? Ouch! Wait, is this the first uh, film we've reviewed that didn't? Hang make on, its surely money back? not. Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? Did did yeah. not? No, Nocturnal Animals made its money, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait yeah, a minute! Was... Surely not. <laughs> I can't be right. Oh no! It's I possible, mean, no. I mean, internationally, it's a pretty niche movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pos obviously it's possible, but like that's so fucking dramatic. Like, that's horrendous. From from t basically two million to would you say three hundred thousand? Yeah. That's nearly as bad as motherhood. <laughs> you don't, motherhood. You don't know motherhood? motherhood. No. The, um, Uma Thurman motherhood. opening weekend. Eleven people went. Oh. oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> what? No, I've never heard of that film. How does that happen? <laughs> eleven, eleven people went. Imagine, imagine you spend your life. I could get like she's probably knows more than eleven people. Why don't she just get them to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, she probably wasn't one of them even, was she? Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the numbers that I can see. Um, oh, so not not fucking great in terms of that. Mm. Yeah. But. Enough of the money. Let's get away from the brass tax of it and get into first impressions. I mean, that's 
that's uh, it's tough you know that's that's difficult to hear actually it's uh, difficult to read it's, and hear. it's tough uh you know i think you say it's uh, a, a very uh, not a first but uh, early early in the career of um matey boys uh filmography yeah. who yeah. I, I i don't know what's his name Zhang Yimou. Yimou. <clears throat> you, I guess two million um, in two thousand is is a a semi large budget in uh, China, mainland China, maybe. Um, yeah, it's all we, speculation. We, we, it's all speculation. Who <laughs> fucking knows? But surely it would get a, a, a semi decent release. Just uh, just keep China. saying semi, and our show will get in the subconscious of all our listeners. Just plugging in our own <laughs> content. What, what was the budget of of last week's film? Oh, huge! No, no, oh, was it massive? It wasn't that big. It wasn't. See, it wasn't as big as we really? thought. It, it was, was surprisingly was it like 20, small. Twenty something. Oh, that's right. Because we said about the one location. And all yeah, that. yeah. Uh, okay. That okay. Mystery, I mean, it? to be honest, the uh, he'd had successful films in the past. So I do think these are somewhat like sort of cult successes that have grown over time. Mm. Um, I mean, just the fact that I've got a DVD sitting in my house now is puts a dent in 300,000. Like I'm a big part of that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just mental to hear, isn't it? I've yeah. got a DVD here. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't made more than 300,000 over there, like within tw- like more than 20 years. So yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's do some first impressions. So- we literally know nothing about the Chinese movie culture, do we? Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, we don't, no. we don't know enough to really no. To no. say I watched too much. It, I watched it last night. That's my first first time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a strange start. I, I was catching up with. I think the style of it. There was so so much talking in on the uh, around around the bus, and I was like, why? It seemed it seemed arbitrary, like like just comic banter. I didn't know how much of a big thing it had become. And then when, and I was worried for the, where it would go and whether I'd enjoy it. But when he's turned up at the apartment and he found out that he wanted to, to be with a woman and there was a son, but there was the daughter as well. That was kind of the stepdaughter that shied away. I got, got really into it. Um, the, the ending, there was a few, a few things with the end and I like for it to maybe end a bit differently, but we can talk about that. But, Overall, I I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was extremely funny in parts, like laugh out loud, and yeah, a good first impression for me. Mm. Cool. Let's go, Jack. Um, uh, semi similar to Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I I'm actually really enjoying the style of um, a lot of Asian cinema. Um, I, I I like where where we're investigating into these films. I like how a lot of the scenes are just played out in one shot. Um, uh, I felt weird at stages with this film. Uh, I don't know if it's because of 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 uh, more modern times and and cer- certain um, social opinions. On some aspects, I felt a little bit, bit, bit odd. Uh, this, this maybe the plot. We need the to story get into that. Oh, this is getting yeah. messy. I didn't. I didn't. It's the plot and the story. You know, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't fully follow it because I had a lot of questions along the way. 
um, of kind of what's going on or not, I, not necessarily, I understood what was going on, but understanding, I couldn't understand <laughs> quite why, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, all, I, all, the, I got, all the schemes, I, like why this I next got scheme? what was going on. I, you know, I, I know I, I kind of, I got what was going on, but I didn't, you know, there's, there's certain things you know, which I'd be like, well, why didn't they just do that instead? Mm-hmm. But I that's why, in terms of the the story, I can quite get on board. But I, you know, I I, I still kind of enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just ends with a sigh. <laughs> I still kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. <sighs> oh Jesus! All right, Nick, go on. I suppose you better fucking yeah. go next, mate. <laughs> no, I I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, especially the laughs the laughs kept me going especially during the first first watch i watched it twice um had some very hearty laughs belly laughs where you laugh from the belly um i liked the there's like a certain innocence to this story that my fucked up 30 year old brain was just going in these weirdest directions <laughs> like what's what like you could watch this movie like as this is like a child seeing you know looking onto certain things and you don't you don't interpret anything sexual or weird into it but my my 30 year old brain was definitely like what, what is this movie suggesting but i liked the fact that it was so innocent and I like the simplicity of the story. Um, it was, yeah, it's a, it a beautiful, beautiful little little story. That is a very easy watch. Um, I, I have to say, the end. I, if we're talking about weather reports, the the I could see the clouds mm. coming, but mm. I didn't get the release of the rain and i really mm. i was really there mm-hmm. I, I i really wanted to cry i felt like it was I overcast couldn't. for a lot of it yeah or you know yeah. and then but then it didn't quite you know the heavens didn't release it snowed yeah, exactly here <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean blizzard well it, it, yeah i don't know exactly but i'm just telling you it was more extreme than torrential rain um but yeah i like the like all the all the characters in the movie are great like just the 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 actors like the chubby kid is probably going to be one of my favorite things ever the cheeks <laughs> the scene where she touches the cheeks and you just feel the entire face jiggling <laughs> on camera is so fucking good um yeah First impression, Luke. Wow, um, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting. Snowy s- South. I was expecting. Snowy s- South London. Yeah, it's it's, it's a blizzard over here. Um, I was expecting more of a positive reaction up front, so I'm going to have a lot of work to do, which I didn't foresee coming. I thought this is going to be a breeze, as much as it is a breeze to watch. It is the easiest watch, pound for pound, I think I've ever seen. I could watch this three times in a day, every day for a week, I think. Um, I watched this film ages ago when I was a kid, picked it up in, I think probably picked it up in HMV actually, I think we discovered when we were talking the other day, um, when we were kids and, 
and it's just become like a mainstay. But I haven't necessarily seen it a bunch of times, but I always remember enjoying it even as, as a kid. And I don't think it's a, a very child-centric story. I know it's simple to, to sort of consume, but other than that, I think not much else sort of uh, attributes it to being that child-friendly. But I really, I've really enjoyed it every time I've watched it. And I was actually surprised at how good it was how much it stood up even watching it again and it was better than i remembered it i'd love th this is just right up my street to be fair it's stylistically the cinematography the way the scenes play out the naturalism of it is exactly what i like i like everything about that kind of thing we can get into that later um it strikes the exact tone that i love which is earnest charming sort of a bittersweet turn on it. So it's a perfect tone for me. Um, it's got loads of humor in it, which I love. Uh, and I really, really like the main character. I think it's not a, a, not a protagonist that we usually see. And I think it's a real... <clears throat> I don't find this film particularly like, oh, it's so foreign. It's so like a Chinese film. I don't think it's that weird. It's quite easy to follow. But I do think that it's got an interesting perspective shift in terms of i don't think this would be a story that would be told in in the west in western cinema so for that reason I, i've always really loved it i got it's definitely a, a soft spot for me and it's sort of inspired previous of my other projects as well so we can go on from there um well i was i, I was actually there's something i was thinking about um yeah. and what you said just then about uh western cinema um, and the, the kind of part that I did enjoy about this. And if I think, let's say Parasite and Shoplifters, um, and, uh, Memories of Murder, mm -hmm. they're kind of like these down and out characters a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is kind of like a theme that is kind of repeated, especially in the films. Well, uh, being the, the only two that we've actually um, analysed, but then the, the the others that we've mentioned a lot before being Parasite and Shoplifters. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of surprised that it appears a lot in, in kind of Asian cinema, but I have to say that I am really enjoying it when I do see it. And and when I when I watch these, I'm not sure what I'm expecting, but I can definitely kind of empathise with these characters or get on board with them a lot more. I find it I find them far more interesting. I don't know what it is, you know. When you when we talk about Western cinema, the main thing at the moment is fucking superheroes. But even still, I don't, I, I feel like a lot of the characters are kind of like middle upper class. I don't, General. Or even, or even not class-wise, I I get your point because it's like most of us are not underdogs, but like we're not top of the world. So, surely, as you were saying, we connect more with characters who are up against a struggle, coming from mm. less. Yeah, and, and and always trying to kind of get to the next level. And like yeah. we see in this, where is is this guy? And it's pretty early on. And I and I I did I fucking love that scene where he um. It's the opening scene where he, it, it, it's the zoom backwards mm -hmm. 
um, of him on the date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is, again, this is the, what we've seen before is like how uh, these scenes are just like allowed to play out. And all it is is a zoom out and then it's him across the table in both in profile mm. talking to each other. And it just sets up the whole um, film. I think yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's like the, the whole premise I, is him wanting to be with her, get married. I ge- like, I genuinely like, what did we, what did, um, what did he say? Uh, um, the fucking, what's the film festival after we won it for Parasite? What did you say? Once you get over the one inch, uh, subtitle you mm. opens up to a whole new world of mm. of, of cinema, yeah. and the more that we've kind of looked into it, I'm like, it's fuck, it is, it's really good. Yeah, I actually genuinely want to look at, at so much more of it. Mm. It's interesting to see where that state of of lacking as a as a protagonist comes from because that that is a that is um, a trend. It, I find it hard to if anyone can think of like examples of where the main character is like proper scraping by money and cutting corners and all this but he's still kind of earnest and sincere I wonder like why. recently I watched um, I mean this is this is Ken Loach does it a lot right mm-hmm. um, who's one of the probably the, the is in the minority but I watched Sorry We Missed You the other day and that okay. kind of reminded me of a character that would appear in one of these films mm-hmm. but he has such a sort of documentary approach that he almost finds like non-actors kind of real people who who i guess wouldn't inherently be like mega successful people so yeah that's that's quite specific but yeah i think you're right i I never made that connection as well with with the haplessness of memories of murder parasite shoplifters and Mm. this they're all of that that ilk of protagonists Uh, and and proper woven into the theme as well in memories of them having been severely underfunded and not being able to do anything because it they they lack the money and they need to outsource to to America. There's also the mention of America in this. We need to outsource the eye surgery to America. Mm. Um, well, I think that must have a big deal with it. Like mm. well, the reason we don't look at America like that is because we're part of the Western world, whereas they probably mm. do have a bit of a complex of like the like Zhao in this says, "Ah, oh, you've got why are you always sucking up to America? Mm. We can do it here." Like it's it's. It's a thing of it's very much a different world over there, and it's so far away that they do look at the you know it's an eastern and western world, mm. whereas we 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 have the advantages of the same things that America have almost. Um, yeah, so it's mm. a different perspective, I suppose. Mm. And and striving to get to get money, although he wanted to he wanted to marry her, he need, he kind of also had to get money to do it. But but the striving for money didn't come across as uh, like if there's a character in in most films that, that really really wants money, he he comes across a little like unlikable in to a, get in rich, a, yeah, mm. in a strange way. But this, yeah. but these guys aren't aren't uh, unlikable in memories in this in the um, yeah they they somehow maintain the um, the sincerity of it. And trying yeah. to get and trying to get money and scraping by it and even even like wheeler dealing and being cheap and being tight when he when they were divvying out um how to pay for them the massage or even like the tulips and he says how, like how much for sorry the roses like how much per thing and it was like no too much and yeah. he's, like, he's like haggling like a, a character um a lot of characters when they haggle like that you wouldn't like them like haggling mm-hmm. on the rose yeah it's interesting 
but it's also his his entire social circle in the movie they're all very much from the same there's there's small differences like Fu has a little bit more money maybe than him and he's like oh god i'm gonna borrow borrow money from Fu again but they're all like at a level playing field to a degree apart from the wife who wants who is from there but she wants more through marriage and then the only the only time we you know people with money are actually portrayed or the like portrayed as as the bad people pretty much you know like the guys Mm -hmm. on the on the stairs who who beat him up yeah stuff like that so it's a very likable like you do identify with Mm. with him through that quite a bit don't you Mm. it's quite nice yeah i think like underdog wise i much prefer it in terms of asian cinema than you probably would see in um western cinema because I guess in Western cinema, it's kind of like the underdog who's always trying to achieve, let's say, the American dream kind of goal. But in in Asian cinema, it's like, and in this case, it's like he literally just kind of wants to find love. It's he's not asking for much, but he mm. he, he just wants a small piece of life to settle down with. Mm. I think that says so much politically. The thing is here. Because we've got the freedom of of wanting something and being able to achieve it by hitting it big, over there for years and years and years, which is what we went over kind of last week a little bit, is during stuff like the Cultural Revolution, there was no hope of making it big. You had a place in the world, and you mm. were told to go and do it. So the best that you could do is, um, you know, make make a, a decent living for your family. Mm. Uh, so that's it's a really interesting and I think this this film has obvious political undertones especially addressing communism and mm. and the flaws mm. of that selling that dream um, mm. which is like a microcosm of the hotel yeah. it's the massage parlor itself mm. um, I read a couple of interesting things about this which I was surprised to find because it's so so niche but on sort of page 37 of Google results, there were some things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to quickly say something about the director as well, because he's, you know, there are some, some well, in, in the Chinese world, there are some big actors in this, but um, the director... Sorry, he just kind of made it sound like it's Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> in Chinese world, where you can all visit uh, the weekend... <laughs> it's up in Scumthorpe. Um, <laughs> dir- the director Zhang Yimou's done some pretty big things. He did raise the Red Lantern. I think is quite uh, revered in his his earlier career. That's that's even earlier than this. Then he did Hero with Jet Li, which I didn't realize. That's one of my favorite martial arts films, if not my favorite. And then House of Flying Daggers, and he did he did um, Flowers of what was it? Flowers of War, I think it is. Which is actually with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. um, and it's set in the same war that we were looking at last week. And, is that when uh, he's really, really young? I don't think he's super young. I think it's, it's a while back, but it's not. I've never heard of it until looking this director up. But it's a uh, it's quite a big project. It's a big sweeping epic. Mm. So he's done a fair few things, um, but it, interesting that he. Uh, those other projects aren't like this one. And he said in, in an interview that uh, if he if he receives a script and he sees the same things in, in, in it than his last project, that he won't do 
he won't do that. So he's very prolific with genre. Mm. And so, unfortunately, there's probably not a load of his films like this, much as I want there to be, because I want to see more of it. But I think this is this is a, a gem of his mm. as well. Mm-hmm. I love the the schemes on top of schemes element of it, mm. and thinking how many degrees of separation from the initial goal can you <laughs> can you go while still <laughs> maintaining that line? And I think they've done that really well. They got mm. so far removed, but it still made it still made kind of sense to me yeah yeah um, what do you what do you think um, his the main character's goal is is his goal to find love to get married because it to me it didn't really 100 seem like he actually wants to fall in love and and maybe that's a little bit down to him being a comedic actor um like i didn't buy into the the concept of him really wanting this wife Well, mate, but at the same time, maybe she's, you know, maybe marriage is just a different thing. Maybe mm. you need to separate like love and marriage. Like there's kind of like marriage as a, a practical thing that you, you need as an, as a fully functioning adult, you need to be married. Mm. Um, yeah, and what, then the love is maybe more the love towards a, a, a child or is that a daughter. Luke, is that what you meant by the commune side, communism side of it? Like to fit into society or... Yeah, uh, I, I do think so. I think there's a lot of lines about uh, lines of dialogue, sort of ridiculing his age, and I, I think a right. part of that was that his this is his last chance to, yeah, find love, find marriage. I think not too dissimilar over there, mm. um, and just settle down. Really, I think he was just looking to settle down because he's getting on. Everyone kept calling him old man, which is ironic because actually the guy casting it isn't that old, mm. but like they yeah. use that as a definite point in the plot to suggest that he's aiming to just settle down and this is his last chance. He's had 18 other dates through this dating agency as obviously what he wants in his idea of success. And I think Jack does play into the, to, to the communism thing a little bit more that his success would be to fit in as mm. it were. I mean, that that's for right. every society though, to a degree, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I was just, kind of thinking, what's the, um, what's, what's that, what's that documentary? Um, with Je- uh, Chairman Mao what's the you know that. you have you have the um, the Detroit car factory and oh, the, the, uh, oh. the Chinese American yeah. factory American, American factory. factory but but when they go to Chairman China Mao, mate. <laughs> is, isn't, isn't that Chairman Mao what's his name well not now it's someone else no Xi Ping Yeah, but I met, but Fucking but when it. they go to into China and it's like they're they're all very much striving to be a part of this kind of one system, singular system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder. So it kind of makes sense. Go on. Yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if wanting to 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 settle down and the fa- the fact that he's old is, is yeah. It's whether I I didn't really feel true. But Nick, if he if he felt true love for that woman and really really wanted her, it would. Um, I think part of the joke was that the audience knew she was, more or less from the beginning, that she wasn't the right person for him, and that and that he, yeah, and that that was his wrong goal. I think I think that was the intention behind it. But yeah, I always saw the marriage as okay. Yeah, I need to settle. I'm getting old. You're okay. Mm. It's interesting the things that they can say as well about him wanting what does he call oh, her like a, yeah. a chunk a chunky 
Did you say chunky, chunky monkey? Pork roll. Yeah. Chunky pork roll. Yeah. Best thing well, no, I've ever that, heard. It's the what best he thing I've calls seen. Someone else, that's what he calls her later on. Yeah. Yeah. But originally he, because so, originally the, the friend goes, you, I thought you liked skinny women. And mm, he goes, I yeah. do, but nothing's but worked. So he says, he's he says they, don't like they don't like me. Yeah, they don't like yeah. me. <laughs> he's really, he's really just settling for anything. Like, yeah, he's just yeah. going on anything. And a yeah. part of that is the agency. Obviously, he's just getting these dates for an agency. Mm. I, that's why I thought that was the reason why I thought there would be romance between him and the girl ah. because skinny girls are oh, they never want me. And then once he, the Let's skinny girl this. came into his life, I thought that's where it was going. Yeah, why? <laughs> no, just just because because obviously they're they're depicting her in a, I guess, from from the movie standpoint, the way she's depicted is just she's blind and she's also walking around in underwear a lot, so she's doubly triply vulnerable. Mm. So he f- maybe is meant to feel mm. father instinct to mm. protect her a little bit. But there's a couple shots where it's it, a, well, there's one especially where she's lying on yeah, the yeah, bed yeah. and we're literally looking. more than necessary yeah i do think this is slightly a cultural thing yeah because Mm -hmm. in you have the naked scene in memories don't you in the sauna yeah in asian countries is there's not as much stigma when it comes to like nude stuff and like you know how she the the mum there is holding the kid and is like touching his cheek and then he Mm -hmm. reaches over and and like touches his cheek like in a playful way. Now, in in a in a Western setting, that is not, not probably not normal. Like after a couple of dates, to be touching someone, like slapping someone else's sleeping kid's cheek, is it? But mm-hmm. over there, like grandparents and stuff, they are just more touchy feely. They like slap you on the bum. It's mm-hmm. like there's a more playful sense yeah. there, and it, it's not taboo. It's not like oh, that's weird, that's sexual. Like over here, we're very like sensitive to that kind of thing. But yeah. over the, over there, it's like it's not. It's not really a thing. That's why I think this is being, this is has been. I did see one review online as well that was said it, it was getting to be a bit creepy, but I I completely disagree because I I think I think this the the culture is completely different. And even showing yeah. a, a shot where it happens to be a bit of an upskirt, I don't think is an intentional sexual thing. And mm-hmm. having her walk around the house in underwear, I think, is more a thing of showing that she's uh like deprived and skinny rather than saying ah oh, she's yeah you know barely clad. Yeah. i think yeah the movie did did sell it that way i think it's more yeah then it, it is more kind of like an interpretation like your brain automatically goes to that place because we've been trained to okay she's like this is going to end up in a bizarre sexual kind of mm. way like no, am I wrong? Yeah, and when when they am said massage, wrong here. When they said Please massage parlor, I was like, oh no, they're gonna make her like jerk off people for money. Oh, <laughs> see, it's a, shame. it's a shame. It's wasted on my brain. This, I, I found, this beautiful, no, I sincere film. <laughs> We're all ruined. That's why. It's probably a great. I, I did buy into it immediately that it's not that, but the there there is that that thought. And the back, and it's I not mean, an important thought at all, but it is. Fair it enough. is there, and it just like I'm just it. mentioning it. But I do think that also, if it was a lesser actor, less comic actor, and by the way, just, he's a pretty famous comedic actor. My dad told me the other day, mm. I didn't didn't realize that. I just always always thought it was the bloke from Happy Times, but he was mm. like, oh, he's one of the most popular comedic actors over there. Um, mm. He 
is so good at like you know when they're sat on the street with the ice cream and he goes and she goes can i touch you mm. and he go he he's so playful with it that for me if it was a lesser actor maybe it would maybe it could have come across creepy but i think he just he so yeah. perfectly plays it off as obvious fun between like an experiment between a much older guy that's old enough to be her granddad like almost. yeah he did handle that pretty he did handle that well 100 in terms of making that not not sexual yeah it's just the interpretation i think it's it's not the way it's it's acted it's the problem is me mm. society in this equation because it's like because she's going like live in this this on his face like if there was i love that scene yeah they go like this on the face but then then she goes here and then she goes like round here to his almost his butt and it's like i think it's got to be like it's an interpretation thing and that's also a cultural thing that the yeah yeah the chinese director in the edit room would not have gone oh it's getting a bit low there let's stop there it's mm. he's, she's touching his clothes. She's seeing what he's yeah. wearing. Like so that, he, that definitely would second, be a note here in the yeah. edit room. Like on second watch, problem. she tugs the t-shirt and doesn't actually touch the kind of the body. Yeah, it's more of a yeah. But that is interesting. It is up to interpretation, obviously. But I never, I never. Really I mean, our society is just fucked up. Like Matt, yeah. what you said earlier is like if you, if you, you know, if if your friend has a kid and you would like touch the kid you'd be like mm. i hope that doesn't come across weirdly now or something like that you mm. know like just like yeah like it's 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 100 percent our society yeah that's I mean, the it's over paranoid it's also it's not sad. a major it's like mo- major point. when you were kids it is sad when you were kids like you know fucking your friends of your dad would come around or whatever and like yeah. lift you up and shit it wasn't a thing now it's like yeah. oh my god like even yep. even like playing sport now you can't go along with a camera and take pictures of your kids you have to it was like you turn up and it's mm. weird. Like you can't video your little brother playing football. It's like looks fucking like you're pe- like you're mm. looking at mm. other kids. But it's it's so ruined. And I think it is kind of the sign of shame. the times in this film. Yeah, it's like made mm. in two thousand, where where everything wasn't as as like sensitive. Yeah, but I do think it's I think that's what I well. meant with the with the, there's that inherent innocence to it, yeah. which is yeah. very nice. It's which is like sincere. it's like a children's children's story. Yeah. yeah, that's from the way a child would interpret. Yeah, it's it's just a it's, it's a nice. guy that's in that's like uh, wants to love, wants to wants to marry. Uh, there's no there's no cynicism. He's not he's not going to do one over on this on this girl. He's not going to take advantage of her. He's not going to do this or that. It's he's also the least sexual person. Yeah, like even towards he's so. Um, would you say conservative even with with the wife? Like when he's like so aware of people being in their space which is a great comedic scene when when mm. the little bloke is on the and she's Fat she wants kid. to send the girl away <laughs> because she's in the way mm. but he's so aware of everything so it doesn't even it's not even part of the discussion ever mm. like sexuality or something like that yeah, yeah. the stop. thing i kind of got lost sorry it was with with him and it, it did feel like he had like a genuine um genuine emotion towards her and genuinely cared about her in the end um it always kind of tended to draw back to his motivations of having a wife in the end and it kept it several times went back to the rose uh or the, the florist where he's cutting the roses yeah 
and whilst he's kind of like he he'd done the right thing with this girl I, I it would then go back to his girlfriend right mm-hmm. and I was kind of like well at the end of the day his motivations aren't like he's doing the right thing with the girl but it's he's still only really concerned about mm. pork roll at home and he's all he's all, like in the back of his mind he's always thinking of kind of what what he wants to do with her and settle down with her. Oh, I see what you mean. So, think- so the niceness mm. of the of the girl, of the skinny girl, saying, "Oh, you you were so kind to me. You gave me the the, the paper notes, and you took care of me, and you kept up the charade to make me feel better." Are you saying he was only doing that in order to get the wife to get yeah, to get the chunky? And, that, and that's I don't know if it's kind of what you were saying in the similar way in terms of like perception of it. I kind of felt like it was always. It was always bringing it back to the fat woman and and wanting to be with her. Mm. It was always the, that because he's always go. He do, Jesus, his girl, his girlfriend, right? <laughs> Just keep calling her. <laughs> but the he fat, he would always he'd, fuck, he'd, he'd go to the he'd go Trying to the to phone gain sponsorships. Right? <laughs> Not losing. He felt like. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's COVID. We're all. <laughs> We're all chunky pork rolls here. <laughs> Aforementioned um, pod body. But it's, I don't know, I just kind of felt like he was always doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, maybe. Okay. Maybe that's, that is the point of the character, though. Like, he's, it, he's I a think cheeky, that goes- like, bodger, like, wheeler dealer, which mm-hmm. inherently is doing something slightly gray in terms of moral like even setting up the massage parlor mm. and giving her fake money i mean it's super i mean if you really broke it down it's super kind of screwed up but mm. he's, yeah get, he's getting by like that's that's the charm of it is like if it was what i think is it if you relate it to a rom-com what always happens is is the guy or girls after the one that they really want and then it and then it's the friend that, that that's been under their nose the whole time is what they really need and yeah. in, for me, this is the same thing. He gets he gets to the daughter through a father daughter kinship, um, through this lens of I want to settle down with this this woman, and that that's a change in direction. And he realizes that's what he all he was there for really at the end when she dismisses him, obviously. But right, but but he's a fraudster from 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 the start. Yeah. Well, that's his, whole, that's his whole character. That's his whole thing, right? But then, but like, it's it's like, I don't know. It, it might be a, a society thing, and like we said, kind of like semi. Fuck. I think I think the fact that it's that it's so out in the open, and all his friends are kind of in on it and like trying to help, makes it seem not as severe as it. Like it, mm. it comes across quite clearly that they are doing this yeah to help her or to help him because yeah because they yeah, talk about it yeah, it's something super but, sketchy yeah it's out in the open it's like yeah, but there's, that, there's that conversation there's that conversation where he's like i'm broke um it's what, what did they say they're all together and it's like where he's he's went out of money and the premise like the, the the end of the conversation is that he's like you're helping me to get married yeah it's 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 never that he's like you're helping me look after this poor blind girl yeah 
it's so, like you're helping me to get married. I think that- so. I was just kind of I can't. I just was like, and I know, and I know, especially in terms of medicine, uh, massages are far more common in in China. Hmm. But like you kind of already said, like to open a, a masseuse. For like, oh, hold on. I'm looking at Luke's photo right now. And there's one, two, six. Uh, there's six of them there, right? And I was like, why don't you all just get fucking jobs? Well, and retired. you wouldn't have to get... Dude, wait, wait, wait. No. They retired. You wouldn't have to... Yeah, yeah, get that. The, 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 I think, I think also, the factory... there's no jobs. Yeah, the factory, well. like, they, they're like, not getting any work in and stuff. They've got to close the factory that they work in. Yeah. Is that right? In, yeah. like a, in like a month well, or something. They're all laid some, off. One of yeah. them is retired or two of them are retired. Yeah. The yeah. others work at the factory I, who haven't been lucky recently. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, know. I just thought the amount of time that they spent kind of like dealing with this problem to the end of it, to the, to the end point of him saying, well, you're all helping me get married. So like, that's why like, it's not about the money. And, and cause they, mm. what does she, the, the female, she calculates how much it costs going to cost him yeah. per month. That's like, really like funny. 2, yen. When it's, when it's like, she's 150 grand a year. And he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. Look, I agree with that. That's one, one of the small qualms I have about the film is they probably do, uh, for, for, for it to be completely realistic, they spend far too much time dicking around at this warehouse making this thing. I do get that, but on the, I don't see any problem with his character or, or the motivation that comes from it because he's genuinely a bit of a wheeler dealer, like a, not a morally perfect character, which normally good characters aren't anyway. Mm. And he's doing something for his himself to get something. And in in return, he's having something happen under his nose that he didn't expect, which is his father daughter relationship. Yeah, and I right. Think but it, but the thing is with that is sorry, Matt. But the sorry? but the thing that kind of ends that is the fact that she's like, I'm the one leaving you here. It's not like he's like he's yeah. learned his lesson because she's left. It's not like he's learned his lesson on the way. And being like, actually, this is this is the person I should be. Yeah, it's I, it's it's only after she's left and she's like, oh, I yeah. played this part, you know, the whole time, and I was doing it for you, kind of thing. Mm. It still doesn't make him a good, you know, a it better doesn't. person. Yeah, I don't. I, I see what you mean. There was, if there's, I think because he's doing it for the wrong reasons, but that wrong reason happens to just be to want to love and marry. So it's not like. He's doing something. He's looking after someone, making her feel better, so he can he can love and get married. Like so, that's a, it's not like he's trying to do something evil with it. Yeah, and I think it's the moments of. I think the the appeal was the for me was the moments of humanity coming through, like when there wasn't a note from the father on the letter, and he knew to to spare her, or like spare her feelings in that moment. So I think it's it's that character hiding. Uh, it within there and then eventually chipping away until the letter at the big letter at the end. But I, I see what you mean about the, about the, the wife breaking up with him because I, when I saw it, I thought at some point there'd be the option between uh, the girl, giving the girl money to go see the father or having the money to pay for the wedding. And he'd make the decision. It's, it's really, it's quite, it's quite paint, like paint by numbers, obviously. But I thought there'd have to be an equivalent choice of that, so he'd make it, as opposed to, as you say, Jack, being backed into a 
being not given an option. He's being dumped. So what else is he going to do but continue on with the girl? Right, because he, he he's dumped by his girlfriend and and eventually by the daughter that he's had to look after. Yeah, I I understand. I understand both your points in terms of in a in a in a normal film that would be you'd have an active as as an active protagonist as possible and he'd be making those decisions like dumping her in 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 favor of doing the right thing but interestingly i found this working in a completely different way where if you look at all the key decisions that he makes they never come from him his yeah. idea to the set to, to, the idea to set up the hotel in the bus was his friend um the idea to set up the massage parlor was the girlfriend mm. like m major points in the plot where in a normal film you'd have a very active protagonist make those decisions he's like he hasn't got any answers he's just kind of a dimwit but he's got loads of charm so yeah. the one thing that he brings to it is like sort of bringing it to life but I, d I, d I do find that slightly like unconventional because we're so used to characters like the whole point of a story carving their own path but he sort of he is not a full arc it's like he doesn't really learn his lesson but through misfortune because he's brought it on himself he's sort of forced to i don't know like he he learns to as in show those human moments which is yeah. his interpretation of love i think yeah he he's been like uh, like herded into like showing um love i guess and selflessness as opposed to him actually wanting to do it he's been really kind of shepherded there and it's yeah. funny that the the his the big decision that he makes to write the letter and give it to her is like immediately followed by because that uh, him getting hit by by a truck like that's is like one of his first moments of autonomy mm. is where he gets dumped he says all right i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna march to her mm. as opposed to not being on the back foot like that's purely from him um to do that but he does make that decision to write mm. the letter. That's that's the big one at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's also a little bit that we always have to kind of just accept the rules that the movie puts out for us. Like this isn't mm. reality. This is a movie that we're watching, and and you know, if we look too much into any character and compare it with what would they ideally do in real world then i think most movies will fall, fall apart and i think yeah like this you know i mean like, like the schemes on top of schemes obviously didn't wasn't yeah, wasn't real but i really didn't mind that i enjoyed them just building it yeah. like how far i loved the like the sequences of like putting together the the massage oh, place yeah. and very i uh, look i can imagine that's very satisfying for you, for you. Like the the divots and the yeah it's just I, I like nothing more than that. And I, I yeah. relate it to stuff like in Lord of the Rings, the sequence we all like is the beacons. I just like, like the beacons. Yeah, I love that bit. I just fucking love, I don't know how to even explain it, but like mechanisms with a purpose. And in this case, it, uh, even, dude, 100%. it even brings in uh, kind heartedness, but with a more like with a morally gray, yeah. application like, like a, tr a is... trick is being made but they're trying to be sweet but they're it's tricking a white lie yeah yeah and yeah that lie. is like yeah. oh just the whole love it. that is the whole the whole film is a white lie yeah mm. that is yeah. all it is and it's and it's and, that, and that's how i found myself in that position where 
it was like, I couldn't like making this massage parlor. I was like, I'm not sure you should be really tricking this 18 year old girl into thinking she's a massage parlor and giving her fake money. But at the same time, when he makes the head hole way too big, <laughs> I found that really funny. So it was kind of like bringing those kind of opposites yeah, like he, back he, to a level. His heart, his heart is kind and, of pure with with it, regardless that it's a trick. Right. His heart is pure, so it's kind of and, and the humor with it lets it off. Yeah. yeah. And when they record the street and like he's he's trying to do the best <laughs> that so he can, funny, and, I, and it's so and like you know if you if you combine those together, <laughs> and that conversation he has where he's like you recorded the wrong side of the street, yeah, um, and the and obvious the big- kind of so but the, the obvious that like the 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 street was gonna like Loop. eventually need to be rewound and mm. like yeah. the lie was gonna the- unravel. The big yeah. payoff there is then when she, when you realize that she realizes that all this is mm. not real and he's doing this to help her. It's like the ultimate, the nicest thing anybody could ever do and probably mm. anybody has ever yeah. done to her because all of a sudden you see it more out of you. I mean, yeah, you see it out of her eyes. Yeah. More. And I, I it's th- a really nice moment when, and it's just done just with like her feeling is it, is it she kind of feels the money and she smiles right and that's when you basically understand for the first time that she knows mm-hmm. what's going on after she like felt for the ceiling and she kind of like then she also that's plays kind of it on herring, for him hmm? well she plays it on for him as well yeah. because it becomes this thing where they they both need it like yeah. this is more real than than the actual like marriage that he that he wants yeah and that's it's fucking beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful my man. Heart. It's fucking sweet as fuck. It's so innocent. It's amazing. <laughs> sweet. Luke, Luke, Luke is snowed in. He I'm can't get out of Snowed in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, I do like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's oh, nice. Just one quick thing that I, I noticed on this watch only um, is the first time that I think you can get from it that she knows is when he comes back into the flat and nicks the TV to go and sell and then she feels around the flat oh, yeah. and there's no TV there. So mm. if she, mm-hmm. if she didn't know, she'd go, by the way, your TV got burgled last night. Uh, because yeah, yeah. she True. does know he, the f- the next shot we see of him is walking her in, in a new dress. And he's obviously yeah. sold the TV to buy the new dress. Oh, that's nice it's so well. sweet. And also that she, she She's knows so that because she doesn't bring up the TV. Mm-hmm. So that I, I didn't know that would be the the first little the little Easter egg there, but true that was that was true. nice because also I like the restraint of the storytelling that doesn't tell you that like it's it after yeah. however many watches for me I realized that and go oh that's a nice touch because they don't it seems like they don't pay off that TV not being there but actually the payoff is that you know she does know in the end and also the 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 payoff or lack of or done it in a different way of poking up and there being no ceiling. Yeah. Like you'd expect there wasn't a shot after of her going, hmm, or trying to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like that, that was it. And then it just carried on as like seemingly as normal. And it was, it just kind of made it sense. Performance, Matt. <laughs> it together. This isn't right. Let's cut that in. Yeah. Insert. Um, yeah. Interesting fact about I, um, the casting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
they did a open call and they saw 40,000 girls before they chose oh. uh, Don Gier. And she was well, not that's an where, actor. That's where that budget went. Yeah. Jeez. She, uh, she's a non-actor, a, did you say? She's a non-actor. She was from a dance troupe. Mm. And uh, she was told to lose weight, like told to lose 10 to 15 pounds for the role, which is interesting. Oh. So I guess the director always saw it. Body transformation. Skin. Yeah, 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 this added to list. that going on Google. Yeah, that's that's Chris, be Christian Bale, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both Christian Bale and Dong Jie have both worked with this director. Both <laughs> brilliant body transformists. Um, and she, she, I, I was thought, convinced she was blind for real. So, and like, also, she lived with a blind girl for two weeks and wow. soaked up all because of I, her mannerisms. What a coincidence. Oh, you mean for the film? <laughs> He's on point she today. She blinded her roommate for this movie. That is method acting. <laughs> Very good. Um, um, because, like, she, you know, there's like the way she looks, and there's no blinking. That'd, that'd of be eyes so hard to do, like wouldn't that. it? Just to pretend, like, just to you? not focus on anything. Crazy good at it. Crazy yeah. good. Um, I thought it was an amazing performance. Yeah, great there. performance. Yeah. Um, yep. They actually had the blind girl come to set as well. And she would actually go through the blocking. Whoa. And so the actress would watch her do the blocking and, sh- and there. basically shadow. Not there. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Should they just watch her like run into walls? <laughs> oh, no. And they'd all just laugh. <laughs> no. Imagine the main character getting <laughs> kicked. This is yeah. so wrong. This is great entertainment. Do it again. <laughs> Move the cupboard. Run. <laughs> Ah, but the massage part the massage part they just change configurations every day just have a laugh about it even even the Um, side the side performances of the of the his little entourage behind you Luke yeah love those guys especially the guy all the way to the right the little little fella dude and yeah yeah yeah. yeah just want to hug right, him. They, do you know what? It, it, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know what the right thing to say is here culturally, but it genuinely <laughs> feels so, like... I'm excited, whatever it is. <laughs> just go for it. Probably very racist, but it genuinely feels <laughs> authentic. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, what and do you mean? Like, it's the way has it, ever, it's ever been China. to anywhere... Wait, listen... <laughs> Hold on, listen to me out. China or Asia. Let's hear it. No, I haven't. I haven't. However, but the fact that he had his little fan kind of like tucked into the back of his trousers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. For a lot of the time. And I, and I, you know. Also, the director is Chinese as you can bloody get. So he knows what characters <laughs> would be carrying around. So, yeah, it would be precisely but, that yeah it doesn't yeah i mean it's just it's it's one of those small bits where i just why like it, it's not necessary is it it's not going to change that character in any way to have his fan in the back of his trousers i don't think he ever uses his fan at any point he does but, when he's sitting in the thing once but, mm. but okay. i mean that's beside the point like the like if you're that i the style of this film is very much like he would have his characters bring whatever they would have at home to set or something like that yeah. or like it's just a practical thing that's like us having mm. <laughs> i don't know but do you know what i mean it's it's not yeah. I, it, it would just be a give it just be kind of a given as so i would probably have one of them yeah that's just good like, I know, I know, uh, yeah terence malick is all like when he he's done his films he's, he's kind of like 
just bring your own clothes. You come in mm. your own clothes, and it and it like it does kind of feel like it's the same sense here. It's coming what you would normally wear. It's like uh, anyone, everyone feels like a real character. I, I do love the fact it's that not he has his, or anything. Yeah, he has his nice shirt, and he has his like white shirt, and that's basically it. I do, yeah. And his tank the top. The date yeah. night shirt is a dope shirt. Yeah, I do love that touch because it's so easy for costume as well. But at the same time, it is actually what that character would have. He wouldn't have like yeah. He would just have one nice shirt. And like the t-shirt, um, like me behind Nick, <laughs> is such oh, I love a that. Chinese t-shirt. I, I looked for that online. Oh, like, <laughs> that's so they, good. They because uh, especially back in the day, it was like. The was it orange Popeye? In any it? sort of Popeye like cartoon character in the ethos would be in the ethos, sorry, not in the ethos. <laughs> would be really like know. represent represented in these crazy like made up sort of fake Disney t-shirts and stuff over there. Like yeah. that's what kids wear all the time. Yeah, and I really like the costuming because it was so it was so sloppy. Like also, you have to remember that his whole plan with the massage parlor and stuff. These guys have don't really have anything to do like mm. they're clearly just mm. wandering around doing pretty much nothing and then when mm. work comes up they go and do work i'm assuming but like the the way they're dressed is so great because they're not doing shit and the, and the bloke especially what foo wears is great costuming his blue t-shirts sick mm. as well what one yeah. of them mm. true i like the, yeah. the com- camaraderie between them as well that they just pitch in together and they don't they don't spend time trying to set trying to set that up that he's from the beginning that he's got a bunch of mates that are willing to do that you just like instantly believe that he's got the guys and and obviously the gal and i think yeah. it's quite sweet that they don't and it's very efficient you know who everyone is they're pally there's a shorthand between them yeah yeah that scene where they they go to the to check out the massage parlors is amazing where they go oh, to a fancy hotel first so and they go oh, that's so one of my favorite too fancy too fancy it's so and, and they're all good, having a quick though. look at it as they pass they're like oh, it's too oh fancy, too fancy. so good and don't they go in the next one and they just like walk around the table and back out again <laughs> yeah and it's like jump cuts and everybody's like just like feeling yeah. they're so committed to <laughs> their mate's purpose it's incredible they're the best friends ever. Mm. What well, what was their stories like? How like how are they all individually getting into this massage parlor? Mm. And they all they're like, oh wait, you know, uh, I'm looking for a new massage parlor. I want to check out. Can I have a look around? Kind of thing. Yeah. You know, at the end of it, and you're like, when he gets to the final person, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Why why have we got these random workers looking at a massage parlor? Wow. <laughs> I think the uh, the the one of the biggest laugh I had was when they were in the bus painting, and it's literally he's painting the walls gray, and his his mate is like, "Dude, that's the that kind of reminds me of the the color of public toilets." Toilets. <laughs> and the alternative is like a red. It's called and stay it's up like, all night. Why red. would yeah, you go long. for the all fucking red. gray first? <laughs> and it's just a so jump good. cut, right? Yeah. This is a cunt, jump cut of them finished, and they're both like, "Yeah, we've done a pretty good job here." And you yeah. can see, like, it's there's like, so red. I love the simplicity of it. It's just strokes. fucking bed, two yeah. bottles of water, and a, and a collection box. That's <laughs> <laughs> just marvelous. Pay, like, pay whatever you feel is convenient. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thirteen-hour jump cut. That 
Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 was so one, there was one thing that I thought would come up. And they could just hold away immediately. Yeah. He, he was really adamant about closing that door. And yeah. is, 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 that, is that to set him up? Yeah. Is that romantic? Is that he's a romantic I think so. and innocent? It's like they're, they're, they're obviously not married couples, so they shouldn't engage in that in that way, I think. Definitely. I also think that's a communist thing, too. Oh, really? Uh, so a couple no. of things that I read on online were, were that he represents uh, that side of the political agenda, and he's so ingra- it's so ingrained in him that everyone's business is, is should be known and not locked away in secret. And like, uh, so the government know exactly what you're doing, shit. what job you do. Like, you know, it's a control thing. So I think he's not used to, even though he's a, he's a bit of a wheeler, he's not used to like hiding things mm. weirdly. I don't know. It's kind of a contradiction, I suppose. But in that moment, I mean, I that's how was, I took it. Yeah. I thought it just sets him up as like a guy with, with a really like, maybe that's better. I don't like innocent world all the sexual yeah. stuff. No, like I'm old right. fashioned. Like conservative conservative yeah, yeah. Maybe i guess right. i guess anyway, because if he started to i do prefer your interpretation no, that's, yours, mate. that's pretty much <laughs> that's like my he doesn't like the doors closed because communism and, yeah, like <laughs> and he's older as well they they deliberately say that he's older than foo and foo's mm. all about it so it must mm. be something to do with him being older and just old school tra- mm. traditional yeah um I mean, let's talk about Snorlax a bit. Because he's unreal, isn't he? The way really I've, incredible. The way so he good. opens a door. <laughs> I'm going to study that and just have to replicate every time I open a door now because it is with such dis, like, disdain. He hardly touches it. It's oh more like the God, wind from his fingers. <laughs> yeah. And he's already halfway across <laughs> the room that way. He just goes like that. <laughs> His scenes are great. Yeah. Uh, when he gets into, when he says, Uncle, fix my Xbox, he fix my game. <laughs> Go and open the door. And he just goes up and kicks The way he it. sits yeah, down on the, the couch door. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's the old man, like, sat Yeah. It's like the, the, the effort, the weariness of his, <laughs> his he's age. He's so fat. Yeah. Dude, like, he's, he's so round. He is about I love it. He's beautiful. It's like he's a beautiful. Yeah. He's great. That's, that's I mean, per- they couldn't have animate, uh, animated that better. Animated. Mm-hmm. Animated. <laughs> animated. Animated. I-M-B-D. 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 I-M-B-D-S-M. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Just, just also his, his physical acting. Mm. The, the main character guy. Yeah. What's his name? What's the actor? Uh, and what's the Zhao, and his name's uh, Zhao in the in the movie too. Mm. It's got a common name. Yeah, look, I think we spoke. Did we speak about that briefly? Yeah, I spoke about something. Whereas, like his the way he uses his hands and everything, and like I, mm. there must be a lot of kind of improvisation in in his physical acting when they're st- like at the bus bus stop and they're having an argument. He literally like walks two meters back to come oh. back front to speak to her to make a point and mm. it's so fucking good or like he's just like good and big and hands mm. and everywhere one of my favorite very favorite bits was when um he ended up in the in the bedroom with her 
when he was trying to stay oh, out of yeah. her way and the door was closing and he was going like that to go out <laughs> so and he had to that was like bean level brilliant a physical act and yes. that ends in a I loved beautiful it. shot of him on the balcony that's a really oh, nice yeah. shot when he's like lying on the on the balcony it's like an old french that's film mm, yeah. that reminded me of um, I, say, I say him I haven't seen any <laughs> It's like French New yeah, Wave, is that what they call it? Sounds yeah. great, though. I don't, I don't watch French cinema. French fries, like chips. I know you. The, um, the sh- I love the bits. Oddly, the, the cinematography, which stands out to me, and there's a lot of like, um, a lot of shots with a lot of people in it, like a lot of characters yeah. in one frame, which I really like. And uh, Jack, I'm sure you've seen it. There's a video on Ocean's Eleven about ensemble framing, they call it. Like That's grouping sick. characters ensemble, together. I'm, so, yeah. I'm all about the ensemble. Yeah, mm. but what, what, the stuff that sticks out to me um, also is where they cut to them outside the bus stop where they're talking out on the street. I really love that stuff because it's obviously they're just filming in public mm-hmm. and the public are completely unaware that it's going on. And yeah. it yeah. adds so much. And I'm definitely going to be the, the sort of doco ultra realist wanker in this in this podcast dynamic forever. But I will stand by it because it just adds so much realism and yeah. kinetic energy to it and you really it feels so the, genuine the long, the long yeah. shots with the with people walking oh, in love front it. and behind love it yeah it's amazing and those those shots amazing. are ones that stand out to me in this yeah also with the yeah. traffic cars yeah. going and then there's yeah. just them i think it genuinely seems so genuine <laughs> yeah that's right and and they, there was a thing they always did where they would be extremely wide long lens and then instead of the like um like over the shoulder they'll just take say uh kind of like here they'll take it at the right angle so that the people usually be positioned like this Uh, talking to each other not like that that'd be like that and so Mm. i'll take a shot back here from this guy quite far away and then i'll do the same for this and it's almost like you're going at a right angle to the scene they did that Um, at the bus stop exactly didn't they yeah they were they were pointing the camera down the road adjacent mm-hmm. to the bus stop and then they cut to completely uh, parallel with the road didn't they? yeah same on the stairs when he was he was uh, beaten up he yeah. was like that on the stairs and then like that say for that bus stop as well it's like had it have not been a longer scene it could have easily just been played out in that in that wide shot without yeah. cutting mm-hmm. to the to the right angle mm-hmm. um and it and it's annoying because i i noticed the cut then but at the same time, it's like because it's such a long scene, it's like they would have had to have done something at some mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. in that scene to generate some sort of activity. But mm-hmm. I, I think I think this is what I'm enjoying so much when we when we come into these films is like it's a lot of it is just like a wide shot or mm. a mid shot and. and that, that, and everything's just playing out in front in yeah. front of the camera. The, that might be the reason the for the bus. Yeah. Yeah, just close up on the bus. Yeah, and it's just about where they where they look and to whom they then talk, which makes the scene mm-hmm. interesting because there's like three things going on. There's him and her, but then he kind of switches around. He's half talking to her and half talking to the, the guy sat out of frame, mm-hmm. almost like oh, or, I mean, this out one? of the like he's just he, he's lo- he's looking first, that way as he's talking oh, on the bus. Yeah, yeah, he's looking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it just um, makes it interesting. You know, there's something else happening that we're not 
not yeah. seeing 100% sometimes, which is nice. I think a big part of that is the actor that you've got has such wide gesticulations and his physical acting is that you don't need to move the camera a lot if the go- bloke in it is moving so much. In that bus scene, yeah. the bus stop scene where he he keeps asking her to go along with the plan and she keeps saying no. It's so funny when he gets so frustrated and he like backs away from her and he literally puts his hands on his hips and he like bends down and he goes, what yeah. am I going to do with you? It's so good. Like, his, yeah, I just, his physical acting is amazing. Mm. But um, yeah. any it's, more favorite uh, moments? There was... Fuck. I, I might... I'm sorry. There's a few. Go on. I might repeat myself from last week, actually. Maybe it's not last week. I'm definitely repeating myself here. Like, Kyle, if you want. I'm definitely repeating myself. But, so, so Roger Deakins says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this last episode yourself. or every episode? Was it last week? Was it last week? I think, I think, I think, I think everyone. When, he said when he was shooting music videos and the band was, when, when the band was shit, they would move the camera loads. Mm. But when the band was good, uh. they would keep the camera stationary. Nice. I, I, I think that's I, a new I, one. I, I, nah, I think I said this last week. I haven't heard you say I, that. No, you said, you said something else from Deacons last week. There's enough to go around. You spoke about style. You spoke about style and Deacons that I'll probably and he doesn't have a week. style. Yeah. Apparently. But it's the same, it's the same here. Like, where Nick is now in the two shop with um, with them at the uh, where they're at the restaurant is at the bar mm-hmm. and it's like but you just don't need anything else. Yeah. When mm. when cinematographers talk about coverage and with directors and and they and they worry about getting the the profile or the over the shoulders and, and things like this, uh, and and then when we end up looking at analyzing films like this and and it's just one long take but of of the same shot. I just think so much, so much, so much time is wasted getting on coverage. Yeah. Mm. When enough is enough is enough in the wide shot. You don't need any more. I think it's the real locations as as well in terms of on the street, maybe in the restaurant as well. If you got it all, you got it all and you don't need to waste time or risk someone else kind of like fucking up or stepping Mm. in or looking. Yeah. You just grab it and grab it and go. (laughs) Run and go. <laughs> running gun, the new the new running gun, running gun, running gun, running gun, running gun, running gun, baby. Running gun or gorilla, grabbing gear. But they used to talk about that so much at uni. The gorilla running gun stuff, running gun stuff. Yeah, makes me, s- makes me, makes me sick. Gorilla, it's not gorilla. Oh yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not gorilla warfare. Um, I think this movie might have one of my favorite um credit scenes when she's mm. walking and the credits are coming mm. down and there's there's music absolutely love that yeah. scene and the sound and, like, of her walking hear, for ages yeah even after yeah. and you hear like i'm assuming she's got a stick yeah or something i like love that. that i didn't show you that. Hear that for the first time yeah 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 like she's she's on her own now she doesn't need anybody's yep. help and she's gonna find her own way yeah nice. and it's this the stick yeah. is her is a nice way of saying that she's she's taking care of herself in that kind of way, it, like the her issue. She's no longer like feeling around in the dark. She's got her head up straight and she's kind of tapping away along the street. And she's <sighs> she's she's gonna be all right. Yeah, isn't that brilliant, she, guys? She, yeah, isn't that brilliant? It's really good. So I, Luke, it's happened. Woo, I got woo, some woo, did not back pick, to the first impression. Did not pick up on that. 
No, it's no. it's happened. It's happened. For me, it's happened. For the first time on the podcast, I knew the movie was was good, but it's now the first time it's happened that, you know, yeah, I think Nick, you the, the group review. <laughs> you were there already. What did you say? I, I didn't, let's oh, see. Yeah, okay. I just needed convincing. I just needed a little <laughs> push. You were there. Yeah, hasn't, hasn't been yet. I'm not going to. Um, there were some more moments that I, that I loved. Oh, I loved the, well, obviously the, the chop in the roses. That was amazing. Uh, but, the, so with the, that, the tulips, they the were not roses, right? Yeah, they, they were, were just red flowers. Yeah, red flowers that, that he, he fashioned amazing. into roses. I love, and also that, and then telling telling her how much they are. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah, like, super per, per uh, bunch. I mean, per stem. stem. Yeah, stem. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, and the fact that we're being told constantly how much things are, and then when the paper money and how much people earning and how much. They're scraping by it. And then when he goes into the Hagen dars and is told how much your ice cream is, you proper feel the pain. Mm, and even yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How the how is it that much? <laughs> and then I like I felt him. I was Go like, get a oh, school, mate. Yeah. I was like, you off. can't get that. That's like you were scraping to get like a stem. Oh, like, it's I, like you yeah. can't get that. <laughs> so uh, pop school was fine by me. Just one more quick yeah. one thing I laughed a lot about, which must be a coincidence. In the first scene when he's cycling to his uh, well fiance, <laughs> yeah. does he does he chuck the dude off the he bike? Stacks he stacks him off the bike lane. He accidentally veers like, oh. in front of him, right? And then he realizes <laughs> that he's fallen off and he laughs about it. And the person next to him laughs about it. Yeah. And I think that, and he just that's, but that's the, he just carried on. That's the byproduct of this kind of filmmaking. Yeah. When you just roll, you, you get these happy accidents. And so many directors who love to do this, most of the takes that they keep in the, in the film are things that happen that they didn't plan. Like, yeah. uh, I know, I've told Matt about, I mean, the director of Blue Valentine, who did I Know This Much Is True recently, He his whole thing is like, he'll write loads of drafts of the script. I think he did 66 of Blue Valentine. He'll turn up to the set and he'll say, if you don't, if you say the, the words that are on the script, I'll be disappointed. I want you to surprise me. And his whole thing is finding those moments of genuine, hmm. like those genuine moments that, can't be scripted but you have to have that tram line of of the scripted guy i think that kind of led me along the wrong the long route though because i was like i did feel like he's a bit of a scumbag after that but he doesn't kick him because off pretty pretty early on it yeah I, it's, I i i didn't see that it was his fault but pretty early on it was it was that he just knocked this geezer off his bike <laughs> laughed about <laughs> it and then and then his own motivations are just getting married and getting a shag bloody mm. hell mate just, you'd find that funny too like, <laughs> chat is morally fucking perfect person as if he you didn't even stop he it. didn't even mate he didn't he didn't even stop he didn't even stop <laughs> do you know how many bikes were on the streets of beijing in 2000 a nine million, million. <laughs> about that would happen like a hundred times a day in beijing there's a yeah. nine mil um just just on That's the point that luke just made Matt, what do you like as a as a writer or Luke as well? Like, how do you feel about that when you know saying I would be disappointed if somebody you know don't give me the lines I wrote? Like, isn't there a certain pride with the words you choose? And wouldn't you, as a writer, want to have the words delivered the way that you intend it? Uh, I guess there's different yeah. takes on that. I think that's directorial. I mean, the the gist of for me, the gist of it would be there. 
I think it always should be, well, I mean, I don't know, but I, I would always be open if given the choice, I would be open to that interpretation because it has to, it has to change. I think when you, when you film it, um, right. Yeah. That's what I think. Also the fact that I'm only talking, I'm talking about someone who writes their own screenplays. There's a big difference if you're going to take someone else's screenplay Mm. and Mm. I mean, you can do whatever you want at that point. You've got you've got the right as a director to, to, to you know, do whatever. But that is, he's specifically written that screenplay to give them a guide to then play around with, to improv mm-hmm. and to make things better. So it's not as if he's just taking other people's scripts and fucking them off. But right. that that is a genuine, yeah, it's a technique that quite a lot of directors, I think, use and, and we don't know about. But you hear it all the time in interviews, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, you know, don't hit the exact line, but get the gist of it. Gets, you want what, what's natural, what the character, and then no one knows the character more than the actor. Mm. At that Just, point, once you've written the script and you've cast the actor, te- in an ideal world, that actor will then take that character off the page and make it more than it was in the script. So once they've done that, they might disagree with the words that you've put in the script. And that's fine. If you've written the mm. scene and the scene's going to end up the same way from beginning to end, they get there in the most natural way for their, their guy or girl. Mm. It, it would be the second time that I mentioned Terrence Malick in, in today's podcast. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it's, it's, well, it's something that he employs, isn't it? He, he doesn't really come with the script. He gives... Yeah. A description of the character, um, and kind of their backstory and their past, and and lets the actors develop on that. Mm, I like that, but it's also so annoying that he does that. Which is which is, it can come across wanky. One Car Y does that too. Just really quick, where do are we all big Terrence Malick fans here? Nope. Um, I, You're not. I've only seen uh, Tree of Life. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Jack, you 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 pro? Are you no? I I don't know. I, I think I'm true of life. I'm I'm a little bit in the closet. Can I say that? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you can sure, say it, man. <laughs> I mean, at this point, mate, <laughs> you can say anything you want at this Go. point. <laughs> the damage is done. Yeah, tree of life is one of those ones where you don't want to say that you you like it because everyone will think you don't like that. Oh, you went to film school. Yeah, but I've seen. I was. I. You, I could talk about Thin Red Line. I, I really enjoyed, but when you talk about what is it? Um, Tree of Life, Knight uh, of Cups, Knight of Cups. Ah, uh, fuck! What's the other oh, one? The, it's, it's what's the ben one Affleck with the music? Olga, song to song. No, song to song, which is um, song to Wait, song, which that... is Fassbender and yeah. uh. Gosling. Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't remember. Was not a big fan of that movie. That felt very too improvised. Wasn't that like shot at an actual music venue or festival or something annoying like yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Wait, you, you like Thin, Thin Red Line? Great film. True of Life. They're enjoyable to an extent. It's- is Badlands? Is that him? Badlands, yeah, that's Terry. Uh, I think I'm going to put that on my list. Is he done one with? Did he do one with Colin Farrell as well? Um, the Terrence Malick podcast, everybody. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it does tie in. How is he? Like, how was he? How is he involved? Yeah, does let's anybody tie this know? back. He's exec producer on this, and I think what it was is his his production company. This was actually the first film his production company distributed, and it did obviously brilliantly. <laughs> He quit exec they producing learning, to become learning. a director. I mean, that's crazy, right? It's, it's, yeah. This is the first one. Did, did he um, direct anything? I mean, he must have directed before that. Yeah, he did direct before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think way before. Mm. I mean, Badlands is fucking... Oh, of course. That's 80s, isn't it? 70s, 70s or something like that. Late 60s. Yeah, 78. 78. Is it? Eight, Badlands. Eight, 1878. He done that. <laughs> yeah, it's 124 years. That's not right. What do you think? <laughs> oh, no, well, so he, he spotted it then. He's... he's spotted something good he spotted it it didn't make him any money but he did spot yeah. something he spotted my favorite film that would eventually end up in dvd yeah, yeah. that's what he spotted he spotted a nice home Lucrative. for a, for a 5.99 dvd oh this is something else luke we should have said that as well this movie has never been we might be the first podcast to ever discuss this Dude, movie we, we we're not sure we have to be right but like this, I'm gonna. I mean, yeah. I think I'm fairly confident in in browsing enough Google pages and searching enough YouTube videos where I think we're the first uh, film related publication, if you will, or piece of media that has that has done a video or, or oh, audio me. thing on this. So that means someone cool. might might have to listen to this one though. Yeah, it's really <laughs> talk about we're really carving a <laughs> yeah, no. night. Uh, I just I want to say one thing about the tone, which is one of my favorite things about this. It's like they really cleverly juxtapose sad music with positive dialogue here for Zhao's character, um, which makes mm. it tragic. Um, mm. At the, I, re I really noticed it when they're at the restaurant. She wants to take him out for dinner. He says, I can't let you pay. They go out and it's him and Fu across from the table from her. And what's the line? He, he get it's when he gets carried away with pumping her up, right? When mm -hmm. he he probably goes a bit far to what he should in terms of in terms of getting her hopes up. She asks, you know, will my eyes be be fixed? And and then she she goes on about how even she'd go to America to get them fixed. And mm -hmm. then he gets carried away with saying, ah, don't worry about America. We'll fix them here in Beijing. And he really gets into it. And I. I I love those those scenes where he just starts playing up to to expectation and when he really shouldn't. And the, mm. the music is minor strings come in. Mm. And that juxtaposes perfectly and it all, almost drowns him out in a sort of sad way as if yeah. what he's saying kind of doesn't mean anything and he's just he's just talking shit. He was a bit sloshed a, at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he, and he's yeah. Kind of, yeah, I guess he I guess he is as well. But it's coming from a, a, mm. a kind place, like hence the, the rest of the film. But the yeah. music that cuts in is, is is so makes it so tragic. Like like he's trying to be he be kind, but in the long run he can't like really gas her up too much. Yeah. And he let himself slip. Yeah. In doing that. It's brilliant. Uh, Same again with the um uh, there, although there was a different vibe to it when he was on the stairs with her and and she said, do you really think I could get my eyes fixed? Something like that. And he goes, he, and he's like, it's out of the question. Of course you will. Yeah. It's it's nice that that had a, it's almost like upon them becoming closer, 
that's hope i think yeah right? that was hope that's more hope than kind on, of it's more pragmatic isn't it yeah yeah mm. um what do we think about the the ending i i got uh, paris texas vibes immediately mm. in a weird way of two people kind of like telling each other mm -hmm. some an, an ending of some <laughs> sort <laughs> so i immediately <laughs> liked it <laughs> matt's out now yeah. no matt you said earlier that you had yeah some issues with the way it ends it it, it was just the uh, i think i don't know i don't know but i felt i felt it jarring that I, I just felt I couldn't get over him reading the letter to to the voice recording of her. Yeah, that's the only thing where I was, was very unusual. Yeah, I think uh, I think the unusualness of it. I was like that. That was why there was no real weather report. I was like, mm, what? I th I think for me it was the the obviously two people talking over each other in Chinese and me having to read subtitles was almost like a little bit like too mm. much to focus on really what they were actually what they were actually saying although we got the first message um, didn't we we got we got the we got the girl already and then he re, re right yeah rewound hit replay but i think still still the act of even if i was listening to that in english i think i still find that weird but not because there's mm. they're going over the top of each other but like by virtue of that being like a still recording, obviously she's not hearing it. It's a recording. Yeah. It's not a call mm. and it's not from him. It's from someone else. I don't know. I don't know how the, the main guy would read it obviously because he's in a hospital, but I just found that whole setup a little, a little unusual. Yeah. What was the significance of her gifting him a tape recorder? Was that a reference to the street or is that like the thing? If that, you're it, poor, I, you, you, you you got yeah. uh, basically gave away your TV, so I'm giving you a Walkman. Or that's the thing. Like, if that was a, if he was a guy that would listen to his Walkman on his bike, and it was his like one thing on on his on this mm. box, and it was his pride and joy was just crummy Walkman that he got that he had to pawn. If she yeah. spent money on getting him something that could play her voice back, yeah, yeah I think that we might have had tears. Yeah, yeah, me. a bit random. Yeah. And I was I so willing i was almost like concentrating yeah. on getting some kind of emotional response from because the whole the setup is all there mm. but i didn't really get there unfortunately yeah although it was better on the second watch where i from the beginning knew that the the overall tone of the movie right. was not uh, completely comedic because it starts so comedic and you mm -hmm. then at a certain point the, the the laughs fall away and you're like oh, okay this is is going yeah. in a more kind of serious relationship story and knowing that going in the second yeah. time around was was good that you knew what was coming i'm so you're not like expecting yeah I'm, the hangover laugh like you know, and i imagine <laughs> the the innocence it, it being confirmed through the first watch like oh thank god nothing thank god he's not yeah a creep. and then the yeah. second time is like okay so that's not even a thing that could possibly happen because because it was a film that took really strange turns so i was like oh is this going to be another strange turn um yeah. so yeah maybe perhaps from on rewatch there'll be more there more emotion a, uh, yeah there's interestingly there was a an alternate ending um it mm. was shown to some audiences i can't oh, plot twist so she's the I truck driver <laughs> yeah. or the the the, 
the the wife <laughs> yeah. of the truck driver. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist: she's yeah. the truck driver. The wife's the truck got, driver. She managed, the, the truck is the boy. She managed to get a license. <laughs> she managed to get a license. Yeah. Taking the boy actually, to hospital. She is actually blind, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> The, and she yeah. ran him over. Oh, yeah, well. there, there was a really nice touch as well when when he when the driver knocked him over and went back in. We're like, oh, he's gonna do yeah. him over as well, but he got out with the phone, and I was like, that's quite sweet. Guys, phone out. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I don't know. Strangely, the tape recorder scene was was probably the moment where. Overcast nearly started. Mm. The rain, you know, started started to arrive. Mm. Um, and yeah. it, and whilst I felt that the urge, uh, well, I, I think the majority of the film for the me was kind of the urge. Whilst I felt like the <laughs> urge, the urge to feel some emotion in my life, um, in I it, felt that at this just at in this a, stage, in a general sense. In a general sense, I found at this stage, uh, most of the film had been fairly kind of whimsical, kind of comedic, mm-hmm. bumbling, you know, these two characters bumbling along kind of thing. Mm. I felt like with his friends being there, they were a part of, of his life and her life. I felt like this was was kind of his way of like almost a, a desperate way to deal with it mm-hmm. is in they'd lost the girl and she d- decided to kind of fly their little retirement nest mm-hmm. and they potentially lost him that he'd been run over and may or may not die. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can kind of reconcile with this is kind of bringing these kind of forums mm. together being that her tape recording and his letter, which is the pseudo father, but kind of bringing those together and they're all kind of, re- you know, they spent this time reenacting this massage parlor for her. Now they're spending this time kind of reenacting this being this scene between the father and the daughter. Mm. Uh, again, which is a, a fake scene, but it's the only way they kind of really could have dealt with it and what was going on around them. And that's when I was like, fuck, I felt serious. Mm-hmm. This is a real deal. Like, I felt sad here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how else but that because it, it wouldn't have been the same if like she was over his bedside and she couldn't have got that moment at that point in time because well, it would have ch- changed her trajectory. Oh yeah, the alternate ending. The the is alternate she, is ending she with him? is that he reads it to her and yeah. the, the truck crash doesn't happen. Okay, um, so he, he goes to her at, at his house. I don't know where it happens, but okay. it, there was a small summary of it on one of the reports that I read. Um, and he, he reads her the letter, but people didn't think it was as impactful as the other. Mm-hmm. ending and i i agree because i think yeah i think it's not it's not a film that you wrap up ideally because really it's not an ideal situation they're both playing into this very temporary window of happiness which is mm. what makes it charming but it's also what yeah. makes it bittersweet and it can't go on forever they both know that and so when when it doesn't and it all comes crashing down she still takes a lesson from it and the, the great 
happy times that they had together. And uh, that's the point, not for yeah. it to wrap up and him do his job and send her off. That's the thing. I, I wonder if there's a, um, like the dynamic between the, the, the father and her, lost translation always comes up as like a reference in this. But I think to there to handled handled well. Although romance looms there, but it doesn't really loom here. Mm. Um, yeah, I oh, forget that. I was gonna. Say, I was. Scrap <laughs> 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 that. And we have our <laughs> and scrap that. I was gonna. <laughs> I was and a bang. I was gonna say we'll something about the um about the ending. Never mind. If it comes to me. I'll say it. Well, I think we're sort of nearing the end. So does anyone have any burning things to say before we do our ratings apart from that? <laughs> Obviously does, but... <laughs> Cannot remember. Um no. I don't I don't know if it was cleared earlier that the swiftness of Chunky Pork Roll getting rid of her daughter. Um like, did, did anyone else see that? It was like pretty abrupt. I mean, like she it, fought it, her it, off it was quick. A, it was well, abrupt to the audience, but I I bought it. I think they sold it to me with mm. their setup, with the kid, and you see them behind the scenes, and it's like, okay, I get who they are. It, yeah, she's never loved there is. Yeah, like I wasn't really, I wasn't with her, but it, it is abrupt. Like they don't, they don't yeah, take time okay. to set that. But I guess they're I found they're it- already on the edge. Like the the straws already basically broke the camel's back, and they're just the first excuse to get her out. Yeah. They're gonna take. I found take it advantage. more abrupt when she um, wants to take her back at some point. Oh, oh yeah, when the become- when the boyfriend is back. Yeah, because then uh, like all of a sudden, is it just a financial thing mm. to have around, or is it that she really doesn't like her, or is it that she'd be in society's eyes be seen as like a bad person for that's the thing that's her not taking care of originally she doesn't cast her out completely otherwise she wouldn't have had there her in the first place if she didn't care at all about either her or what people thought of her so i think Mm. if if there was a chance to give to get her back and give her to someone who's got no problem with looking after her financially and possibly just moving her on to his his place or whatever or somewhere he owns then mm. that seems a better option. She just wants to cut ties with poor old Jao forever, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Mm. And and it's because he he lies so much as well. I guess mm. that's what she has a big problem with. But it seems that love here is like a fickle thing when it's when it comes to romance because it's like they're doing it through an agency. She drops him in like two seconds when it doesn't go her way. Like it's all very just surfacey kind of mm. stuff. I love I yeah. love when he's coming over the hill. And and the, his his mate says, "Oh, he's gonna want money." And the wife goes, "How'd you know that?" And he goes, "Look, oh, so he's coming." Good. I left. Like by, by the fact of him coming, <laughs> but he also anticipated he that he money. got engaged again. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, oh, he got engaged again. I guess. Yeah, uh, I thought of the thing. And then he okay. runs away, runs away, yeah. like physically gets on his bike and runs yeah. away. And he's like, "Hey, wait!" I love it. Those are some great scenes as well, Ooh, where he like rides out of frame and it's like, oh yeah. I, lo- I really like the like all almost the chapter markers of the recurring shot of him cycling. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, it just, like it just gives too. it a poetic yeah. somehow. I, I love the catch ups on the phone as well with um, yeah. Yeah, the same booth from that kiosk yeah, or kiosk. whatever it is. Um, I yeah, it's just nice. just one more quick thing. It was about the ending. 
about the uh, original uh, the ending that we all saw she's remembered <laughs> there were there was i'm thinking so she's left with she's been kind of learned to well, let's say be independent she's head held high she's going into the world um and i think because he's a, a wheeler dealer he does things for gain if he would have read that letter in person he's it's like the thing of there's no such thing as a selfish act, selfless act, because you get credit from something that you do that appears selfless. So in, in a way, this guy that is constantly kind of um, not not necessarily manipulating, but wheeling, dealing and gaining, it's better that that letter wasn't received in person because that's that proves the, I think that proves more the, the sincerity and the selfless motivation of writing it. Ah, right. He's not doing it to her to try and get something back because he would have got something back in terms of the relationship strengthening or, do you know what I mean? There would have been a reach out in return. Right. But by fact of it never being heard and him just being left there for dead, basically, really shows his, the humanity kind of uh, peeking out of him at the end. Uh, So that was it. Hey, my boy, Jao's a great guy. Great guy. And she gets to leave on her own terms with, kind of like the the upper ball in her court yeah. in a way because she made the decision to whatever that was i'm gonna i mm-hmm. said goodbye and i'm gonna move on yeah whereas if they'd have like a goodbye then it's like a mutual agreement yeah yeah one thing and it's like a, it's not a big step know, going out into the world but she it won't be as strong yeah, yeah. all right well let's wrap this up uh we'll do ratings so Oof. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Let's go with Matt first. Let's let's have okay. it. Do you want to know what it was at the start of the <laughs> start of the potty? Yeah, go on. let's have it. Start of the potty was three and a half, and now it's four. Oh wow! <laughs> That's, That's not. The, yeah. Do you really? Th- yeah, I don't mean to. Even the, the first impression didn't sound like a 3.5 i thought i was clawing this back from like negative numbers i thought it was icy (laughs) i thought we were sub two and a half i was getting my chains out for the tires like i thought it was coming back from you know the blizzard jeez wow that's a that's a weight off my shoulders jack (laughs) let's not disappoint this (laughs) i need joking you can burst my bubble um to start it was a three uh, and, and, it, and it has bumped it up I think for the first time it's the first time that, that it's been bumped up from justification from the rest of the uh, team to a three and a half and I think maybe maybe it might go to a four if if you probably did Luke your own analysis of this so you get access to this film and I'd like you to just justify certain stages and just just pause it and be like, well, he's doing this at this moment, right? <laughs> you know, like, commentary. A DVD commentary. And not a director's com- commentary. Com- what would you call it? Uh, yeah, I was just about to say director's commentary. distant viewer's commentary. Yeah, a DVD owner's commentary. Yeah. And, uh, and I would, I'd, I'd watch that and I'd probably take me to a four. But uh, oh, on a that. three and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm at a four as well. Did you start at three and a half? No, I didn't. No. I, I, you was, up. I was a less it was a less confident four. Okay. If if we can rate if we can <laughs> In other words, three point five. Smaller, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll go with consolidation. I'm I'm a, I'm at a very like happy four. Yeah. Now. We've consolidated. Yeah. Um what a beautiful message. Yeah. I'm going to go with the five. Um, I have to say, if I was thinking about this film when two weeks ago when I hadn't rewatched it, I think similarly to, to you guys before the pod and after the pod, I would have probably said, you know, I don't know, was uh, maybe four, maybe 3.5. But Hold on. Here we go. Hold, hold but, on. What? Hang on, you're going to have a problem with a five okay. after I've waxed poetical, almost cried, and had a oh, breakdown no. over it. Come on, mate. Yin Kai Lo, it's fucking Chinese New Year, have it? <laughs> Happy times, it should be it's called Chinese Happy Days. <laughs> Chinese New Year, was it good? Add a little multiplier on, does it? Or a little, double, little doubler. <laughs> no. Oh, it's yeah, quite high. Wow. I'm going to give it a five. It's quite I, it's, high. I mean, also, five, five is high. Also, it's, 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 it's the love for yeah, it as it's, well, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's the the feeling. And that's what movies really yeah. do. But I would, isn't that beautiful? I would that's say, beautiful. I would say not, not in is. a Lord of the Rings way where it's like, oh, I grew up with this. Because I, I probably watched this like two or three times when I was a kid. Nothing crazy. Mm. So it's not a nostalgia trip. It's It's, it's a good film. I think the ratings reflect that, and I think particularly for me, the stuff in it is right, it just it's just on brand for what I like, mm. and the way it, and everything seems to just perfectly fit into that. It's it's the way I like things executed. Um, I, I I like the protagonist. I like the perspective of it, um, and and for me, the tone is on point. So there's not much more I can ask for there, and it's got mm. set pieces which I like. It's got the simplicity I like. Um, mm. So I, I can't complain. Um, that sounds really sort of meager for a five, saying I can't complain. But really, what I'm saying is it's fucking perfect. And you know what? The the second watch just was so easy. Like I realised it's such an easy watch. And probably what weirdly it's when what you think you of a foreign film and we and we're talking about subtitles and this, the whole Bong Joon Ho's recent you know comment about that. Normally you think a foreign film. Okay, isn't what did you say? Well, about getting over the one, the one inch barrier of the subtitles. Normally, right, you think yeah. of a foreign film as something harder to watch than a West than just listening to an English film. But actually, oh. this is probably one of the easiest watches for me. Sick. Oh, I'm so, happy, so, so, so happy times in the end, hey guys! Happy times, happy days. 